Welcome to the Ladies of Kamikaze minicast, a shorter version of our podcast, where in each episode we tackle different aspects of popular culture, including gaming, comics, movies, and more. We talk about what works, what doesn't, and our vision for a more inclusive space for everyone. On with the podcast! Hey everyone, welcome to the Ladies of Kamikaze mini-cast. Uh, this is just a shorter version of our podcast where the ladies have an opportunity to uh, share some of the things that we love, talk about things that we like. Um, it's a lot more casual in this in this format. So this go-round, we decided that we wanted to talk a little bit about fantasy franchises. Uh, recently, there has been some news about J.K. Rowling that has caused a lot of people to sort of rethink their interaction with her work. There's been a lot of talk about cancellation and deaths of the author, and we fully understand that people need the sort of space to figure out sort of, you know, how you might or might not want to separate the artist from the art. But we decided that for those who maybe are looking for uh, their fantasy fix through perhaps a different franchise, that we were going to talk about that on the podcast. So with me, this go-round, I have... Erin. Hey, Erin. And then also... Savannah. Hey, Savannah. So I gave you guys the task, and my kind of apologies, but not really apologies, (laughs) for giving you the added challenge of requesting that we talk specifically about fantasy franchises. I think one of the appeals that Harry Potter has for a lot um, of us who are fans or were fans is that it was very immersive. There were seven books, there were card games, there were um, extra books that were written that's supposed to like, you know, be textbooks from Hogwarts. There are children's books that the characters apparently had read to them when they were children. Um, There was a lot of stuff there to really interact with the quote-unquote wizarding world. Um, There's even a theme park and then all the additional movies. So when that is sort of like taken away from you or, you know, you've moved on to something else, but you still are looking for like that fantasy, real deep world building experience, um, I wanted to get some suggestions from you guys of like where else we can go to get that fix. Okay, uh, so one of the franchises that I thought about, although I have to say there's no franchise that quite can compete with Harry Potter in terms of sheer content, uh, was uh, The Raven's Cycle by Mar- Maggie Stiefvater. You know, I think that, that part of the thing that you have to compete with with Harry is it just became so overwhelmingly popular that those things um, beget other things, right? So first you have a book and then you have a, movie and then you have a theme park. I chose the Raven cycle because it has a lot of the elements that Harry Potter has. It's got sort of hidden magic. It's got prep school. <laughs> um, it's got one uh, one girl with a bunch of really annoying boys, um, some of whom may be more real than others. Um, so I think that there's a lot of parallels for the person who likes Harry Potter for that sort of uh, magic side by side with the quote unquote real world. Um, and the concept is that there is uh, this school in um, here in the United States, uh, but it, but it attracts, it's a, it's a private school that attracts um, a rather misfit group of boys. Um, one of whom 
is searching for a mythical Welsh king, and he's using um, ley lines to to see if he can find this king and sort of fulfill the destiny that he sees for himself. Um, but a lot of it's actually told through the the really the only female character for the most part, Blue Sergeant. She's the daughter of a psychic, and uh, but she herself is not psychic. She's she's more of a battery for psychics, and so. That's what kicks off this whole adventure. I think it's a lot of fun. It's got ghosts. It's got dead kings. It's got dream walkers. Um, and it has been picked up to be turned into a show that seems to be moving pretty slowly, but I think there's a chance to be um, deeply involved. The best part is that there are a lot of books. <laughs> You've got um, the whole cycle of the Raven Boys, and now um, there's a new series coming out about um, the Dreamwalkers that I mentioned. So I think there's a lot of uh, just opportunity to be fully immersed. Also, if you get into the whole fan fiction scene, there's a lot of thick and uh, illustrations based around this book. Yeah, I have to... Um amplify your recommendation because I read these books oh gosh like the first two in a weekend they're they're delightful like I just I just love them like if you're looking for something that's like an an easy read but still has like a bit of an emotional punch they're real good I loved them (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's like a bunch of complicated moody boys right right (laughs) if you like um if you like a reverse harem kind of story, right? So those of you who are maybe a little bit more familiar with manga and anime, like the reverse harem. So the one girl and the bunch of, um, like the bunch of boys with, with distinct different personalities. So you know, you're all going to find your type. Yeah, exactly. There's, <laughs> there's a boy for every taste, including the one who'll never even look at you. Yep. <laughs> reverse harem. I'm in. Right. So Savannah, what do you have for your first recommendation? So I went in another direction and chose Dragon Age, which started off as a video game series. There's three main video games, Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, and Dragon Age Inquisition. And there is a fourth one being worked on currently. But if you're not really into video games, there is so much more content. (laughs) There are three books of lore, there's six novels, there's a tabletop RPG, there's an anime film, there's a whole bunch of comics, including two web comics by um, Mike Krolik of Penny Arcade, and two web miniseries, including one of them ha- stars Felicia Day and Doug Jones, two of my favorite people in the entire world. And it's kind of like almost reverse of Harry Potter, in that Everybody knows there's mages, but mages are oppressed. They're kept in towers because people are scared of how powerful they are. And throughout the games, it's a, like there's like a mage's uprising. There's a mage exploding things, blowing shit up. Uh, it, 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 I love it so much because it's just... I played Dragon Age Origins and fell in love with the way that you can you know talk to your companions you become friends there are romance options you don't have to romance anybody but why wouldn't you but there's but like i said there's just so much to immerse yourself into 
with this. And, and it's not as popular as Harry Potter, but just as extensive. Yeah, wow. That's a lot of content. It's a lot of world building. Like, that's serious. Oh, it's amazing. Seriously and, awesome. <laughs> and the lore in the game is just mind-blowing. Are there any, like, connections to the way that the lore is done to, to the way that Harry Potter does it? Or does it have its own mythology? Kind of... Like, what is the... No, so it's it's in a whole different world. It's in its ho- own whole, like, little bubble world. Ah. Yeah, but the the way that it's set up is you, you get a lot of lore about each of the different countries. There's Thedas, there's Orlay, there's Tevinter, and how each country deals with the mages is very interesting as well. Like, in Thedas, they're very closed in and, and persecuted against. In Tevinter, they're in charge. In Orlay, it's a little bit more of a balance. I, li- I like that it, it expands so many different mediums. Like, that's pretty exciting, right? Like, if yeah. you're a gamer, awesome. If you're not, there's still a way to engage with that world. Exactly. Awesome. So, Erin, I'm turning it back over to you. So, my other recommendation, you can tell, is going to be expansive because it's the Grishaverse. As in, there is a whole universe <laughs> for this uh for this series. And so um, uh, the Grisaverse is uh, two series of books by Lee Bardugo. They are set in a completely fictional world. So this is actually a great transition from what um, Savannah was just talking about in um, Dragon Age. And in it, so you have similarly these, these different countries that, that, that all have their thing or their way of dealing with the world. But um, the, the two book series that exist so far are set in two of them. Uh, one is, uh, the first series that came out was the Grisha trilogy. Uh, it starts with a book called Shadow and Bone. It's set in a world, uh, a country called Ravka, where some of the populace are essentially mages. They're broken down into different categories of like, you, you figure out which kind of powers you have eventually. So some folks can control, say, weather, the order of summoners, the ethereal um, then they're the order of fabricators, so they can, you know, make kind of magical implements. And then the corporaki, the order of the living and the dead. And so they can actually um, do things like kill people without touching them or heal them or change your face. <laughs> um, so in the, the, the book, initially, these folks were feared and persecuted, but then they become really kind of the rulers of Ravka in a way, or, you know, at least defending the crown, They're the army, for lack of a better word. And let's just say there's a, there's a chosen one trope here, but it really gets inverted. It is also not a boy. <laughs> the chosen one in the series is a girl, and that's just pretty exciting for me. It's a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's got your your romance and your intrigue, but it's just, I think it's just so thought out about how the magic works. Um, and then in some of the countries, the mages are still persecuted and hated. And, and so that's great. I actually didn't start with that trilogy, though. I started with the duology that goes with it, um, which is uh, Six of Crows. And it's, um, that is great because it's a heist story um a magical bring, heist <laughs> it is sort of a magical heist or at least 
people who have these magical abilities uh, relate to the heist, like how they pull it off. So everybody's got their part to play, but it is an on, uh, as it is an ensemble crime, which is uh, one of our fellow ladies, Lisa's favorite, um, favorite uh, genres of story. So yeah, yeah Elise loves an ensemble crime story. So that that's what Six of Crows is. I think I honestly picked it up in um, the airport um, and then fell in love with the whole thing. So um, she does have, again, that's been picked up for a Netflix series, which seems to be moving more quickly than the Raven Boys. It's actually got a cast and, and is in play. But if you go to uh, Lee Bardugo's Grishaverse website, there's also extras. And so she wrote another whole book of the fairy tales of this land uh, called The Language of Thorns. So there's like a whole side book. Um, you can really get deep into the lore if that's the thing that you're excited about. And again, it's one of those things that I feel like the people who know about and love these books, you know, they make art, they, they make all sorts of other things for you to to consume. There's maps, there's songs, (laughs) there's wallpapers. So if you're, what you're looking for is to, to be deeply invested in, a world. I think that this really provides it. And I suspect when the Netflix show comes out, that it's only going to increase. It's also pretty dark in a lot of ways. So if you're, if you want something that's a little more mature than Harry Potter, if you're ready to move on to something like that, I think this is a good series to get into. Awesome. You know, it's funny. I have one of those books on my Kindle that I have not gotten to yet. Oh, probably because of you. I really, really love them. So I'm excited to hear when you do read them. All right, Savannah, are you ready to tell us about your second pick? Oh, certainly. Because, I mean, we're going to skip back to you talking about manga and the reverse harem. There isn't a reverse harem here. But I chose for my second one, (gasps) The Tsubasa Chronicles by Clamp. This is a surprise. And I did not know you were going to be talking about this. And I just got a little excited. Savannah, please. Do not let me interrupt you. Please take over and talk about it. (laughs) Yay. So the Tsubasa Chronicles, there's two manga series. There's an anime series that's two seasons long. They couldn't go past two seasons because the um, channel that they were airing on didn't want them going into the adult content that the next step, the next step of the story was going to cover. And there are two OVAs, which are short films that are released straight to video. So the story is it's Sioran is an archaeologist in Cloud Kingdom and he's tasked with traveling to different worlds to collect the memories of Princess Sakura. And the memories are re- represented by feathers. There's friends and all sorts of things. But Clamp, who is a collective of women, right now, I believe, I think for the long for a long time, it's only been four. I believe four. They they started with like twelve. And then pared down. <laughs> they, but they've been together since like 1987. But they wanted to tie all of their series together. And so they created the Subasa Chronicles to do that. So not only do you get this series. Now that just leads you into a clamp rabbit hole. You could just check out everything yeah it's pretty it's a pretty deep dive and it's amazing um that being said i have not seen all of this is my opinion but not every clamp series is worth your time some of them i thought were a little bit i don't know 
Well, and some of them they have abandoned as well. There's like a few series that like I was when I when I was reading up about it, like I was like, oh, I forgot about Gate Seven. I should check out that. They just stopped making it. Apparently, was not as popular as uh, they predicted, so they just stopped. Oh, making really? It. So they did that with like three different series, which is kind of sad. Yeah, but I also collect a lot of their one shots because I just I love Clamp. I love their art. I love their storytelling, and it's all a lot of it is just bizarre i i pretty much it's watched it because of the card captor sakura and the xxx holic or however you say it crossover <laughs> yeah car- card captors is what yeah started me down like i'm not a huge chobits fan like but like yes um if you like their style and you'll and this and and i will say too that like they really went all out with subasa chronicles like it is the most like feathers mm-hmm. and light <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it's so extra <laughs> it is but the manga gets um i've only watched the television it series dark so when you say dark yeah, you say that like once again like just so we can talk about this because point. right if you are um card captors is definitely something that uh has a pretty big age range right of people who would be so like yeah Taking what you know about the second half of of the Subasa Chronicle series, like, would you say that, like, what age group? Oh, definitely, like, older teen and above. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it it can get really dark. But they're actually working on a new Card Captors series right now. It's called Clear Card. I don't, I haven't read much about it, so I'm not sure if it's, like, a retelling or a sequel or I'm not sure. Huh. But it's on my list. It's on my list. So you'll be able to report back and let us know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for those suggestions. So those were really great. So, you know, if you're out there and Harry Potter either was never your thing or is something that maybe you want to step away from, um, or even if you still like Harry Potter and you just love fantasy and fantasy world building um these sound like some pretty great suggestions and i know that i challenged you both to like give me examples of really like large franchises with a lot of books and a lot of like ways to interact with the world um but for maybe those of us who just like to read you know fantasy in general and want to like dip our toes in or want some really great reads that are just one book so that we don't devote ourselves to an entire series we challenged you to um, do an lightning round where you guys are going to go back and forth and give us some suggestions. So start with Aaron and then Savannah and let's just go back and forth a little bit with some, like you just tell me the name of the book and then like describe it in two to three sentences. Okay. Anything by Diana Wynne Jones. Most famous example though is Howl's Moving Castle, which is about a young woman named Sophie and a terrible wizard named Howl. The Redwall series by Brian Jakes. It's medieval forest creatures. My next recommendation is The Rest of Us Just Live Here by Patrick Ness. It is about all of the kids who are in the school that say Buffy the Vampire Slayer is in who are not Buffy or her friends. My next one will be Graceling by Kristen Kishore, which there are people that have gifts called graces and... One girl named Katza, her grace is to kill. Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) 
I was hoping for one of those. Well, it might not be what it seems. Erin, <laughs> do you have it any isn't. more for us? Sure. I'm also going to throw out The Liminal People by uh, Ayuse Jama Everett. It's basically the X-Men, but not a bunch of white people. Excellent. So, Savannah, I'm going to let you, if you have one, I'm going to let you do the last. I'll, have, I'll let you have the last word for, for a recommendation. Oh, gosh. I'll go with another manga series. It's called The Accomplishments of the Duke's Daughter by Rea and Suki Umamea. And it is five volumes, the six volumes coming out next month. It is ongoing. And what would happen if you got sucked into your favorite dating simulator game, but as the bad guy? Thank you both. I know that, um, at least like me personally, like I will put it out there that like I was, I am slash was, I don't know. I'm like sort of working my own like sort of way through um, my own feelings about some of the statements that JK Rowling has made recently. Um, and I have definitely taken a step back from the content that she has created. Um, I'm just going to put it out here and just sort of say that for those of you who are really into Harry Potter, you know, the things that the fandom has created are, are quite beautiful and inclusive. And like people, I just, I just want to just put it out there that like, I don't know, like you're not a bad person for liking it. Like uh, there's that whole philosophy of the separation between, you know, art and the artist. And like, that's a whole other conversation for another time, but we wanted to just share some alternatives or even just recommendations that we really like that might sort of fall under the same kind of magical fantasy category. So thank you all so much for joining us and we hope you join us for the next podcast. Thanks. Hi everyone, Valerie here, and on behalf of all of the ladies of Kamikaze, we'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard and you're interested in checking out more of our content, you can visit us online at ladiesofkamikaze.com. There you can read our blog, sign up for our newsletter, and if you're in the Boston area, learn how you can join us for our various events, including LadiesCon. Oh, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again, and hope you join us next time.